Good morning, my Familiar Hearts family. How are you doing? It is episode five, season two. We're back in the building. For my return listeners, welcome back. For my new people that have just happened to click on my podcast to see what I was talking about, welcome. You have joined into an audio sanctuary, a non-judgmental zone. You have stepped into a place where relatability meets encouragement and inspiration turns into transformation. So I welcome you. Come on in, have a seat, relax, put your feet up. It's about to be a pleasant experience. But um, how have you guys really been doing? Because it seems, I'm just going to throw it out there, like everybody's doing really well. Am I blind? Am I missing something? It seems like 2022 despite this whole, you know, COVID variant and all these other factors health-wise, seems like 2022 is off to a really good start. Like we're in February. Where did January go? First of all, let's talk about the fact that in Georgia, it was still really warm in January. It was like 75 degrees, 75 degrees in January. What? (laughs) Who does that? Only in Georgia. Okay. Only down here do we do that. Then on top of the weather just being like really summery, January came and went. It didn't say goodbye. It didn't make a really big mess when it was here. It just came and went. And that is how we like it. So now we are in the February first podcast for this month and it feels good. Do you guys feel the February love with Valentine's Day being seven days away? (laughs) I feel the love, but not romantic. I just feel the love for people and for humanity. And I hope that you guys feel the same. Moving right along, I want to go ahead and just take a minute and talk about last week's episode. The reason why I want to talk about it is because I still have people asking me questions about it. So some of my listeners have been wanting to know, like, what the heck happened with that situation that we talked about last week? Honestly, my head is still spinning. And I must admit, I would not be a good podcast host if I didn't go back and get the listeners what they wanted. You guys wanted closure. You want to know how that situation ended. So your girl is here to give it to you. So check this out. Here's what happened. Oh boy, you remember the one that was cheating? He found out the baby was not his. Him and her best friend ended up getting into it once he found out the baby wasn't his and the police was called on him. So currently, right now, he is sitting in jail with a charge on assault and battery. He did not get a bond because apparently he had some other stuff going on criminally didn't none of us know about. All I'm going to say, I don't like to kick people when they're down, but I will say you got to be careful how you treat folks in this world because... Things ain't taking 20 years to come back. They coming back in five minutes. I just want to put that out there. The sad part in this situation is there is a baby involved, which sucks because the baby did not ask to be a part of this chaos. Nonetheless, I'm sure everything will be fine in that regard. Now, a few of you wanted to ask about the writer of the question last week and how was she doing? So let me tell you, homegirl got a fresh start. She picked up. She moved to Virginia. She moved in with her cousin for right now. Um, She is opening up her own catering business. And all I'm going to say is you go, girl. On top of that, she also wanted to be one of my clients. So I was not expecting that. But guess what I did? I gladly accepted, and now we're working together doing some phenomenal healing work, 
And all I'm going to say is, we the people, we love a happy ending. (laughs) Yes, we do. So after last week, I was a little messed up. So I decided to make sure I read over the question for this week. So that way I didn't pick anything too outlandish. And I actually picked a question from a writer that is really simple. But it's something that I think all of us go through in, in our life journey at some phase of another. So the title of this week's episode, which I'm sure you know because you clicked on it, is called Living in the Past. So we're going to talk about how this particular writer is is living in the past on a few things. So are you guys ready? Do you have your listening ears on? Of course you do. So let me just jump into the question. Um, Amanda, I am a man currently living in California. My family and I used to live in Mexico 20 years ago. We come from poverty, I mean dirt poor. We used to live in a tiny two-bedroom house, and there were 10 of us, me and my seven brothers and sisters, plus my two parents. Eventually, my dad grew upset with not being able to provide for his family, so he decided to come to America to make a decent living. I am the oldest, and I was of working age, so I decided to come with him. Me and my dad worked hard for 10 years, saving money and sending it back home. Finally, we got to the point where we could move everyone to America legally. Now, I have my own family and I co-own a tech company. I'm doing real well for myself. I've come a long way from picking oranges in the trees 20 years ago. There's only one problem. I'm super afraid of losing it all. No matter how much money I make, I always feel like I need to make more. So I work more than I have to. My wife and my kids complain about me never having enough time for them. They also complain about me being cheap. I mean, I make everyone in the house penny pinch. I mean, coupons. I mean, dumpster diving. I mean, wearing secondhand clothes. Yes, even though we live in a $400,000 house, I still make us do all of those things. It's getting to the point where it is quite ridiculous. My question to you is, how can I get rid of this fear? Please help. Well, dear sir, I just want to let you know you have come into the right place. You stepped into my DMs. (laughs) That's the perfect place to be because I can definitely help you with this situation. So before we actually jump into the details of the information I'm about to divulge to you, I just want to make it very clear for my reminders, excuse me, for my listeners as a reminder that we talk from an objective point of view. We're not judging. We're not passing blame. We are being empathetic. We are being sympathetic, but we are understanding that his situation is his situation. So we're going to give him the best advice. We're going to give him the best information that we can for his situation. And he is going to use what he needs. And if there's a piece of information that he does not need and he doesn't feel is relevant to use, then he doesn't have to because it's his life, right? Just as a friendly reminder. So let's get started and start breaking this thing down as I also love to do. So an efficient way to work through something is to understand the foundation of what it is. So let's talk about the feeling or the emotion of fear because fear can be a feeling or an emotion. Honestly, I think feelings and emotions are the same thing. But let's talk about what fear is. So what is it? Based on Google, fear is an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous, likely to cause pain or a threat. 
Now, the world has led us to believe that fear is a bad thing. However, if you've been listening to my podcast, then you know that no emotion or feeling is actually good or bad. It's only us as people that attach the positive and negative connotation to a feeling or an emotion. Now, I do believe there is a time and a place for everything. And fear does have its time and place too, right? So when we actually think about fear and how it is properly placed in our lives, we don't walk out in traffic for the fear of being hit by a car and killed. We don't drink brown water because we know water is supposed to be clear. So if we see it being brown, we fear it because we think it's unsanitary and unclean, right? We don't let our small kids out of our sight when we're running errands out of fear that they will hurt themselves or they'll be kidnapped, okay? So it's safe to say that fear is pretty productive in keeping us as humans safe and alive. The issue is when we focus so much on something that it becomes hindering or it causes negative behavior and outcomes in other parts of our lives. So in your case... Here's what fear has caused. It has caused you to work too much, more than you need to. It has caused your family to feel like you're never there. And it has caused you to be a cheapskate. I mean, it's just what it is. And it's caused you guys to penny pitch for no reason. (laughs) Well, not no reason, but excessively to the point where it's an issue and everybody is feeling uncomfortable. So, With your situation, you see going broke and financially struggling as a threat. And this threat that you got, it just keeps hanging around the corner, waiting to get you, right? That's how you feel. It's just always there waiting to jump on you, (laughs) being poor, being broke. So as a result, it's making your family miserable. No one can thoroughly enjoy the success that you have worked so hard for because of this fear. That's crazy, right? You have all this success, but it sounds like you don't have any happiness like attached to it. So how can we fix that? Here's how. You might want to get a pen and paper. So the first thing that you're going to do is you're going to change your thoughts about what fear represents in your life. Now, I wish I was super smart to come up with this theory of my own, but I am not. I'm smart, but not smart enough to come up with this. And I'm a huge supporter of life coach Brooke Castillo. I learned so much from her. She actually has a life coaching school and a podcast that I absolutely love to listen to. A part of her teachings is one that she calls the self-coaching model. And that's something that I want to share with you and I want us to kind of use to work through your feelings. So she teaches us that our thoughts create our feelings and our feelings create our actions and our actions in turn create results. So your thought is that you're afraid of becoming broke, which makes you feel fear, which causes you to be super frugal and unbearable when it comes to saving money, which causes you to work a lot. So all of this has resulted in a negative experience and how your family sees you, how they see money, how they see time, because they feel like you're spending a lot of time working to try to keep money and then they can't get to the money. And now you're being cheap. You're not letting them get what they want to get. Like all of this is creating a negative experience for everybody. And here's the thing. Not for one second. Do I want you to think you're crazy for not wanting to be broke? You are not crazy. Who in a right human mind wants to be broke? Not me. So you know what the trenches look like. And clearly you don't want to go back there. So I just want you to know that you're not being like ridiculous for wanting to save money. 
Now, your method and your attitude in doing so isn't working. That part is ridiculous. <laughs> so, and that's not judgment, right? That's calling it what it is. And I do remember you using the word ridiculous as you, you know, you were writing to me. So I'm just using your word. So let's change the thought about money. And that thought changing is going to change everything else on like a domino effect. So instead of you being afraid of being broke, let's change that to being happy to look for ways to be smart about money. So let that sink in. Instead of being afraid of being broke and struggling, I want you to be happy about looking for ways to be smart about money. Now, the whole theory in this is changing that thought to being smart about ways to to be smart about money is because if you are changing your thinking, if you're happy about looking for ways to be smart about money, then that eliminates the fear of being broke. It is a true proven fact that happiness cannot coexist in the same space with fear or with anxiety. I'm happy, but I feel this. I'm happy, but I feel that. If you ever really listen to somebody that says that, they don't really feel happy. They just feel the thing that came after the but. I'm happy, but I have anxiety. No, then you're not happy. You just have anxiety. I'm happy, but I fear this. No, you're not happy. You really fear this. So it's absolutely impossible for happiness to exist in the same space as fear. This is why I want you to change your thought to being happy about finding ways to be smart about money. Okay, so let's go over the different ways. One way is by budgeting. You know, budgets work just like boundaries. You know, boundaries let us know what lines not to cross and what parameters to stay within. And so does a financial budget. It lets us know what not to cross financially, what lines to stay within, what parameters to stay within. Also, the question I wanted to ask you is, do you have an accountant or a money person? If you don't, it could be a good idea to get one, especially if you, you know, are part owner of a tech company and, you know, you got a house of a lot of equity things going on. It's a good idea to have a person that manages your money. If you don't feel like you want to do that, then you can learn how to manage your money in a way that'll give you tools so that way you can actually learn how to budget. Okay, so figure out how much your family needs to survive. How much is your mortgage? How much is your car notes, your life insurances? What are the kids into? Are they into sports? Are they into band? How much does that cost? Is that quarterly? Is that yearly? What does that look like when you tally all that up? Okay, so doing a thorough financial assessment is going to take away the anxiety that creates the fear because that's what fear is. It's just pretty much anxiety. Same thing. There's no different. So once you your assessment is done of your budget, if you feel like you're spending too much money in one area, look for ways to downgrade or to make adjustments because that's something we can do. Only you know what you need to adjust because you know what the money is looking like. The thing about having money is looking for ways to maintain it and to keep it flowing in. So you may do yourself some good to kind of shift your focus there. Now, we did talk about the fact that you're always looking for ways to make money and that keeps you it keeps you away from home and keeps you focused on work all the time. So 
There's a lot of different kind of incomes that you can have. And I learned this a few months ago. I'm trying to get up on game, right? A lot of different incomes you can have. You have what you call earned income. That is what me and a whole lot of other people do. We get up, we go to work. <laughs> we got to earn our income, okay? There's a thing where you, you know, they call portfolio income. This is income of people who have stocks and people who have investments. Then there's a thing that is a part of that, which is also called passive income. Passive income is when you lay in your bed, you have the covers up to your chin and you are snoring away. And as you are snoring away, you got coins just coming in your bank account. Boom, boom, ka-ching, ka-ching. Okay. It's just going off. Sounding like a cash register. (laughs) You got money just pouring in. That's passive income. A good thing to do is instead of Spending all your time focusing on earned income, actually putting work in and taking time away from your family and the things that, you know, are really valuable is finding out some ways to get some passive income, finding out some ways to have a portfolio if you don't already or how to extend that in a way to where it is more passive. That's where a money person comes in, because if you can't, you know, do it and you don't want to figure it out, then talk to people who know how to do it. I'm telling you, all the people who are wealthy in the world. They ain't going to work every day. They're sitting here on a yacht having a mimosa, some champagne with the sun on them, with some shades on. You know, they're real comfortable because they have passive income. So that's something that you may want to look into to give yourself a little breathing room. You have to shift your focus on things that are positive. But it all starts from you changing that thought changing that thought from fear and actually turning into happiness and that happens when you look for ways to be smart about money but you got to be happy about doing it don't do it from a place of stress because once you change that thought just like in the whole self-coaching model you change that thought that's going to change that feeling so if you're excited about looking for ways to be smart about money then you're going to have a feeling of excitement and happiness That's going to pour over into your actions and the things that you do. That's going to pour over into your results. So, you know, it's funny because I am telling you about different ways and things that you can do to look at a budget. You can get a money person, yada, yada. I'm giving you all this stuff. But the real change is going to come from you just changing your thought. That's where everything is going to trickle down and come from. So if you think about positively looking for ways to save money or to make be smart about it or to make it work for you then that's going to change how you look at your finances which in turn is going to change how you act towards spending with your family so you're going to learn because you're on a budget (laughs) because you got a money person because you now have passive income you're not going to be like doing secondhand clothes. Hopefully you won't be doing any more dumpster diving or trash can diving or whatever you call it, because that's a little, that may be a little obsessive. (laughs) You won't have to do that anymore. You won't have to put your family through that. You can actually start enjoying the success that you and your dad worked so hard for over 20 years ago. Okay. I want you to enjoy life. I want you to be happy about all the changes that you have made to really provide a different life for your family. That's commendable. Can we just take a moment? Can we take a second and stop and like pat you on the back? Can we everybody stand up? Stand up right now. Let's give this gentleman a round of applause because you did something that is so hard for people to do. 
you broke the family cycle. You broke generational curses. You were able to pull your family out of poverty and you were able to make a better life for the next generation. That's something to be commended for. That's great. You know how many people never able to do that just because they can't think about things in a different way? So I want you to feel good about that. And the thing about it is that, you know, it sucks because success doesn't always equate up to happiness. But if we actually base our success and our focus on the right things, then it should equal up to happiness. It really should. So if we're not happy with the success that we made, then we got to start thinking different about the success that we made. Like what's really important here? Was the money the most important thing or was it giving your family an opportunity to live the life that they deserve? Was that the most important thing? Because if that's the most important thing, then the money is just a byproduct of that. The money was just a vehicle to get to the destination. The destination is the fact that you guys can go buy a gallon of milk and and get as many gallons as you need to make whatever dish you need to make without thinking twice about it. The, the, the journey and the destination is the fact that you guys have a roof over your head and you don't have to worry about it being taken away from you. You don't have to worry about 10 people, you know, in a two bedroom house, you don't have to worry about that anymore. That is the success, not the money. The money is just a vehicle to get to the success of being able to provide your family for a different life. So would you take a deep breath? Exhale, inhale, exhale, (laughs) because this too shall pass. And it's so simple. You just got to change the way that you're thinking about it. So I am actually going to go a step further and I'm going to send you a link to a good money mentor of mine. Her name is Tiffany Aliche. She is the money woman. So you remember like back in the 90s when Susie Orman, she was on uh, Oprah and she was like the big money person. Well, Susie Orman still is. She's living her best life on an island that she bought with her money, private island. (laughs) But the new upcoming person is Tiffany Aliche, okay? She has this um, academy called LRA. It's called uh, acronym for the Live Richer Academy. And this is where she has a bunch of different experts in every category that you can think of when it comes to money and buying stuff to teach you how to save money. They teach you how to create and build wealth. They teach you uh, how do you, if you want to buy properties and want to rent them out, there's somebody in the Live Richer Academy for that. Literally everything that you can think of when it comes to making money, saving money, passive income, or whatever you want to do, there is somebody in the academy that can teach you how to do it so it's all on a website so the website does have a membership fee i'm not sure what it is because it's been a long time since i have been a member but i do know that it is worth the investment trust me you're gonna want that to be a part of your life so i really hope that i was able to help you you know, get through this. I hope I was able to give you like a little different perspective on how to go about things because my goal is to always leave people better than where I found them. So I hope I was able to help. Well, folks, we are officially halfway through the season now because we are done with this episode. Can you believe it? Time really does fly, especially when you are being intentional. So you know what time it is. It is mantra time. And I've been doing some thinking on the mantra and I wanted to adjust it just a little bit. 
So I still want our intention to focus on like being present because I feel like so many of us, including myself, we can get so busy and wrapped up in stuff. We can be living in the past. okay? like the title of this episode, or we can be so focused on living in the future that we really miss what's going on in front of us right here, right now at this moment. So new mantra still focused on the same thing. So are you guys ready? Of course you are. So I want you to put your feet flat on the floor because I want you to ground yourself. Shoulders back, chin up, palms on your knees facing upward towards the sky. And I want you to repeat after me the new mantra. By being present, I am creating, shaping, and influencing what happens next. By being present, I am creating, shaping, and influencing what happens next. What does that mean? Pretty self-explanatory, but I can break it down some more. That means that when you are self-aware in the moment, you are enjoying, you're smelling the flowers, okay? You're taking a moment to smell the roses. When you are in the moment, when you are focused on now, you are already creating your future. So there's no need to live in your future because by being present in this moment, you are doing yourself, you're doing your future self a service. That's what that means. So I am sending you guys into this week, beginning of February, with love, with light, with clarity. I'm also sending you with the intention to make sure we change our thoughts to get the results that we want, right? All right. Well, I love you, God. Blah, blah, blah. I love you guys. <laughs> and I will see you on the next episode of Familiar Hearts. Take care.